Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime will be appearing live during spring 2020. You can see them as part of the Vaults Festival for International Women's Day on March the 8th. They're also on the lineup for the Birmingham Podcast Festival on March the 28th and part of Pod Live's Crime Festival at Wilton's Music Hall on April the 8th. For full details and tickets, go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Drunk Women Solving This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... I'm thinking that maybe the doctor had his balls in his hand and asked him to cough. <laughs> Which is a colourful way of saying, okay. did he, was he his doctor? Did he go C- to him for medical advice? Okay. for the okay. listeners, I love that <clears throat> Hannah did a cupping gesture <laughs> with her hand. She did, she did an authentic <laughs> cupping gesture. Well, I've, I've cut yes. some balls. <laughs> I was quite worried about that. <laughs> this product's tagline, Bailey's. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. I'm always ready to go. Hello! This is our first recording of 2020. This Woo! is exciting. I feel a little bit out of practice, but yeah. get ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Our guest is giving it the big to my left. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the renowned psychotherapist, author, and broadcaster, Philippa Perry. Wow, that was nice. Thank you. <laughs> Did that feel nice? Yeah, it felt great. I haven't felt like that since I've been on Steve Wright in the afternoon when they all clapped. Oh. We like the we've round got, of applause. We've got Steve Wright vibes. <laughs> yeah, he's so great. Not that you're not great, you know. That's okay, I'll take it. Well, this okay, is now going to be an awkward segue, but the first question we ask is, Philippa, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, funny you should say <laughs> that. <laughs> because right now, I feel like I am the victim of a crime. I mean, not here, not right now, not in this room. Thank God. But... <laughs> In November, I purchased a Zone A residence parking permit for Islington. Right. Oh. In December, I got several parking tickets. <gasps> parking in Zone Ooh. A. I contest these tickets. <laughs> they take 20 days to come back with the contest, as it were. And they said, no, you have to pay them because you have a parking ticket for Zone E. I do not live in Zone E. I never presented any proof that I lived in Zone E. Yeah. Only for Zone A. They've got my they my household bills, yeah. my driving license, my car registration, all for Zone A. Mm -hmm. But somebody put me down for Zone E. Mm. And so the Kafteresque nightmare oh. continues <laughs> so i contest them they come back saying no you still have to pay them oh god i can't what? get a phone number for the no. place it all goes off to somewhere in wales oh. yes. even oh. though it's islington <clears throat> so i'm afraid i take to twitter and, and I put the whole sorry tale into Twitter. Islington Council gets in touch with me at this point huh. because they don't like any negative attention. Mm. And so um, they're looking into it for me. Meanwhile, I get another summons for a bigger sum of money. And uh, I'm possibly going to have to go to prison for these tickets. Oh, gosh. And I think, although I am apparently the person perpetrating the crime, that they have robbed me of £110 or whatever my residence parking cost me because... Um, it's difficult for me to actually talk about this without bursting into tears. Oh. But because you have fortified me with a glass of Chardonnay, <laughs> I'm able to get through it. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. <laughs> but I'm still in the nightmare. I still haven't been given uh. Zone A. It's Zone A. I still haven't had the parking tickets rescinded. Jeez. You and it's February. You haven't paid it. I haven't right? paid them, but it's freaking me out so much I might and it's getting up to about oh 700 no, pounds now no, no. <gasps> have they admitted dun, dun, wrongdoing dun. no so they're looking into it is it all, all they've said they haven't said oh right yeah that's our clerical error or anything they're just no like, no no ah. no and there's no place to go like you can't just march in and be like i need to spend it unless you go to wales i guess right yeah. shall yeah. we all go yeah. to yeah. wales it's, it's never the right department i can't go to islington because it's all dealt with sort of in a in a yeah. in a province somewhere anyway right. it's too traumatic for me to talk about much longer <laughs> It is traumatic. You're very brave to even speak of it. I know. I have been mugged, but that wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things we like to ask... Mugging is less traumatic than yeah. Islington Council. <laughs> yeah, it is, That's actually. Because it's sort of like... It's sort of straightforward. You know he's a drug addict. You know... Um, yeah. 
Job yeah. done. It's a lot what quicker. Did he, he, actually, I hate to tell him, but I think he might have got a very bruised jaw. Ooh. And pretty tough, actually. Oh, you, you fought back? Yeah, I did. I mean, well, I was walking to, I was going to Euston Station about six o'clock in the morning because I had to get to a meeting in Warrington at nine o'clock. So you have to get up very early to get the very earliest train. Oh, and I was just walking down um, Kings Cross Road and the guy came out. It was the old days when we had phone boxes, came out of the phone box and he tried to grab my shoulder bag, which was a bit stupid because it was a cross body bag. <laughs> and I didn't stop to think. I didn't break my stride. I just punched him one and he was so wow. kind of weak and he just sort of staggered backwards I didn't break my stride wow went to Warrington did my day of work felt great <laughs> <laughs> came back sat down in the evening relaxed started to shake wow work it out and think, oh, oh yeah right. this right. wow, wow. You just then like... I talked about it and I felt fine I thought oh I hope he's alright oh wow and then um, mm. so you see not as traumatic as Islington Council telling me I owe Amazing. the money when I don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hate that when you try and do the right thing as well. Like you've tried to buy the parking ticket. Yeah, I have yeah. yeah, You spent money it. on it. You yeah. did everything right. Just exactly. giving me the wrong yeah. letter yeah. parking it's zone. The yeah. issue. How hard is it to just go? Oh, not EA. Great, thanks. Like that yeah. should not be it's doing. Yeah. Departments. It's the. Oh no, they've explained it to me, but I'm not going to explain right. it to you because it is long and it's dull. Uh, <laughs> it really is traumatic. Oh, really we've got to get. I want to get this sorted out on your behalf. Like, can we take care of this later? We're going to figure yeah. it out. I'm going to make some drunk phone calls. <laughs> yeah, if we have any listeners on oh. Islington Council, get this sorted, please. Yeah, poor me. Please. God. <laughs> wow. But also, good instincts with the mugger. Yeah. This is oh, two great stories. Poor guy. I should have given him the bag. No, you shouldn't. Um, oh, no, really? No, you should <laughs> never do that. You should never fight. I could have got mm, killed. I was yeah. stupid. But I didn't think. I reacted. You don't think in the Well, moment. that was an animal instinct. I yeah. thought, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's good. I didn't want to be late for the train. <laughs> There's something about... Yeah, I've never had a morning crime like that. There's something like extra. Yeah. I think it was so early in the morning, it was still late at night. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. Gosh, and he just came in the thing. One of the things that we ask, I was starting to say this, is if you had the perpetrator in the room, so this is either Islington Council <laughs> or the poor guy that you, you know, punched He's quite like, rightly, <laughs> take your pick. What would you say to either one of them or to both? Mate. <laughs> Well said. Which there was a there was there was a Twitter exchange, and um, there was some American being really, really racist, and an English guy came in on the Twitter and said, Mm. "Mate, comma, you can't say that sort of stuff." And the American came back and said, "Oh, I love you, English people. Even when you're telling us off, you're so friendly. You say, mate." And the guy came back. There's many meanings to the word (laughs) (laughs) one of which is cunt (laughs) (laughs) and that's why I live here (laughs) oh that's amazing thank you thank you so much for both of those stories for reliving the trauma (laughs) and we hope that it gets sorted out I'm in the middle of the bloody trauma I'm going to have to pour another glass (laughs) yes please do (laughs) (laughs) hang on let me do it oh yeah do the the... oh yeah 
That was really good. The <laughs> sweet sound of the Chardonnay grape. It's only my second glass, and they're tiny, tiny, tiny glasses. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Are we ready to solve some true crime? Hell Always. yeah. <laughs> Guys, our case involves a man masquerading as a doctor. Uh-oh. And the wealthy son of an industrialist. Uh-oh. This is the case of William J.A. Bailey and Ebenezer Byers. Ebenezer, Ooh. I'm in. I know. I forget that people were really called that. It's amazing. <laughs> Let's bring that name back. Yes! Yeah, Ebenezer. It's Scrooge. Bloody ruined it, didn't he? he oh, he yeah. killed it. He killed it, yeah. but it's a cool name. I know a kid called Eb, and I... I mean, is he called Ebenezer? I've never... He's actually called Edward. You just have misheard. (laughs) (laughs) Edward. Hello. Very nice to meet you. Edward. (laughs) It's gone on so long, he can't tell you. (laughs) Oh, I worry that about everyone's name that I know. You're called Tyler, right? Honestly, yeah. Tyler and Katie. I'll accept that. (laughs) KB. Casey, but okay, if we're bringing it up. (laughs) So, William was the one posing as a doctor and Eben as he was known see cool nickname Eben was the socialite son of a, I've written of a wealthy iron man um, I just didn't want to write industrialist again I guess iron man it's like I cool will super- it's cooler <laughs> yeah I will reveal to you now one of these men winds up killing the other Uh-oh. so with oh. no further information any guesses who kills who I reckon the rich industrialist son killed the fake doctor from a sense of entitlement. That's my guess. See, that's good psychology too. Uh, See, it's because like the the wealthy guy, he's got the money to get away with murder. But the Mm. non-wealthy guy, he's got a motive to get money by killing him. So it's really a tie. (laughs) But the fake doctor might think he's actually a great doctor and he might have killed him inadvertently when he was trying to cure him. Like an operation gone awry. Or sort of take this lead, it's really good for you. (laughs) Oh my God, you're so smart. Hannah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, Iron Man is... uh, Really strong. Back to Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. But isn't like an Iron Man is like the world's the strongest man thing, thing they call him now. They call him, yeah, yeah, it's the triathlon, the Iron. I think world's oh, emotionally true, true, yeah. strongest man would be a great show. Oh, oh wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. 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 I'd watch. I know, yeah. I know. The man that's not afraid to be vulnerable. <laughs> watch that guy cry. He's incredible. <laughs> hey, dude, can you buy tampons? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his huge tear ducts. They're incredible. <laughs> oh, that made me remember when my dad had to buy me tampons. Once, and he went like <coughs> so <coughs> what's what size and I was like size. super <laughs> I was like embarrassed that it's it wasn't like flow, a little- it's not about the physical thing it's the flow <laughs> <laughs> nothing else has been in there okay oh god this is like last week as well and just like, okay. Hannah he still believes it and who kills who I think perhaps the fake doctor because I like that idea that the fake doctor has this idea mm. this idea of grandeur that mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to save this person from the operation okay. I'm doing on them okay. um, yeah so I think the doctor killed him well I shan't reveal just yet but based on the details I've given you where and when do you think we are so when I give those descriptions what part of the world are we in I'm I'm really really because you've got an American accent I can't help thinking (laughs) this happened in Washington New 
Washington. Um, Washington. Washington. <laughs> good guess. Very good guess. New Jersey. Any advance on that? <gasps> You're so smart. <laughs> Stop. Oh, man, see, I was going to say the UK because when I hear Ebenezer, or <laughs> even Ebenezer. That's the feminine form of Ebenezer. <laughs> I'm it's called Newsy. All I can is just dicking. So I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously right? that's London then. That's yeah. all I can't... Um, Get over That's my bias. You're your so head. literary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I've totally read it too. <laughs> I, I agree that literally it's Ebenezer, it's London, yeah. it's Victorian London to me. Yeah, well, this one goes to Philippa. It is in the United States. Oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, your second guess was right. Um, New I mean, Jersey. New Jersey oh is God, where no some critical events occur. Wow. <laughs> well I love that you're like, Philippa's so smart, which of course you are, but it's literally because you have an American accent that yeah. she gets it. <laughs> 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 yeah, but there's Why? Things are good. My reasoning is crap. <laughs> There's 50 fucking states, though. She got it on the second try. Yeah, okay. And what year are we talking about? What era, oh, decade? I'm feeling 1898. Okay. Okay. I like the confidence yes. too. Yeah, okay. So there's an Iron Man. There's an, there's an Iron Man. He's got loads of money. So it could be 1870 if it's sort of like steel and iron. Yeah. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the uh, son of an Iron Man. Son of an changes. Iron Man. Oh, oh, we're back to 1890s again. <laughs> was the son of an Iron Man? Yes, he was. Tin Tin Man. No. <laughs> um And doctors exist. I don't know why I'm holding my case like don't look. Well, because um, we will if you doctors don't. exist. Yes. I'm going to go to be different. Mm? I was going to go really early, but I'm not. I'm going to go 1866. Okay. I'm okay. going to go 1910 because... Mm. I like that one. Thank you. I like that mm. one. Thank mm. you. Hannah G is officially the closest. Oh, oh, literally, my reasoning was that the Titanic was made out of iron, I guess. So. <laughs> and they must have been really good at it by then. Oh, <laughs> like the son of an iron steel. man is going to build the Titanic. It was made out of good steel. Oh, shit, Otherwise, it? it would just rust and fall apart. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that Iron Man would spawn so many thoughts. This is great. I'm glad I wrote it down. These events take pl- tank, take place mostly in the 1920s and then veer into the okay. 1930s. Um, so, the Byers, Eben's family. The Byers were a Western Pennsylvania family, which is where I'm from. Oh, oh. Go Steelers. Ebenezer <laughs> grew up. Uh, they were a wealthy and respected family. His father was or had been a humble farm boy who had grown up working in iron blast furnaces. And eventually he pioneered new ways of mining and processing iron ore. This has Whoa. nothing to do with the case. Okay. But I'm a Western PA gal and I got to give some credit where credit was due. Yeah. Um, and apparently Can Mrs. Now? Alexander Byers was his dad, and okay. Ebenezer Byers is the guy that we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, but just to throw in, Mrs. Byers apparently was also like lovely. She was a patron of the arts and they had a home filled with literature and artwork in Pittsburgh. Go I Penguins! Love a hobbyist, me. <laughs> <laughs> now it all goes a little bit succession. They've got five kids vying for the role oh, of president of the company, no. but Eben eventually becomes president of the family company. And is he the oldest son? or is just He's the- not even the eldest <gasps> son. Succession, it really is. Yeah. Um, but Eben's not, you know, he's the president. It's not really his bag. He His passion is for golf, socializing, <laughs> and being a bit of a ladies' man. How did he get the gig then? Charm. Um, Charm. To be honest, the article I read suggested that like some of the siblings just died. So he just oh, died. oh shit! Okay. Oh just my! Died. I'm whispering okay. it because I don't want to. 
we don't talk about death on this podcast. <laughs> well, we um, do. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, somebody murders someone. We yeah, know we're that. We're talking about murder. <laughs> the ladies' man label was in at least four, no, I think five different sources. So it's okay. like, wow, this is how we like to describe this guy. Which in the 1920s, sadly, can mean anything from like harmless flirt to like serial rapist. We yeah. don't know. Uh, and on that note, he ends up in New York City. Um, <laughs> William J.A. Bailey our fake doctor. He was born in Boston. He was accepted to Harvard University. Did he graduate? Detectives. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> he probably had a little bit of ladies' man trouble and was thrown out of the university. Ooh. Ooh. He, yes. No. He wasn't thrown out, but he dropped out. Okay. Uh, oh, so out. was he one of the? Is he a fake doctor that sort of did half a medical degree? Yeah. And then went. Not like, even. This was his he, undergrad. His, he was but he was able to go like went to Harvard. Went history. to Harvard. I can show you pictures. Went to Harvard. <gasps> right. Yeah. No, he dropped out and started calling himself a doctor. Now, sadly, I couldn't find out much more about his life, other than he's consistently described as having a charming and easygoing manner, and he was a born salesman. Mm. I like yeah. him. I like him. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> um, in 1928, something happens which leads to these two men's worlds colliding. What do we think that could be? A party. Oh, speakeasy. A speakeasy. Oh, yeah, it's the 20 Sort of like, like a this. cocktail bar. It's Harlem. Mm, right. That's not a bad guess. Wow. Bad um, guess. I'm thinking that maybe the doctor had his balls in his hand and asked him to cough. <laughs> Which is a colourful way of saying, okay. did he, was he his doctor? Did he go but to him for medical advice? Okay. For the okay. listeners, I love that Helen did a cupping gesture <laughs> with her hands. She did, she did an authentic cupping gesture. Oh, I've, I've cut yes. some balls. I, I was quite worried about that. <laughs> but your guess is they cross paths because he might become his doctor. Yeah, um, okay. I'm going to guess that they, KB? they met um, golfing. They met golfing. Because you said they liked golf. These are all excellent guesses. Uh, Here's what happens. Eben injures himself by falling from a train sleeping berth. Oh, drunk. I don't know if he was drunk. but Why else would you fall off a train? I definitely laughed at that. And I probably shouldn't have. But because I was also picturing him in bed with a woman going like, I'm a bit of a ladies man. And then he falls (laughs) out of bed. But it he could hurts have been himself. A, a bumpy train. It might have been just a bumpy train. We should give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a golfer and a ladies' yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> but they were quite good at welding steel by that point, so there shouldn't it's have true. been too much joints in the railway. As <gasps> a steel guy, he should have known all about Ooh. Hoisted by his own petard. Yeah. What a way to blame the victim. That's amazing. <laughs> like, well, your dad made these fucking rails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Poor Eben goes to a doctor for his persistent pain because he's fallen on his arm. Is this Dr. William J.A. Bailey? Yes. Yeah. How does, how does he find him? Hannah, I mean, would you yes. like to give your answer? Yes. <laughs> the answer is, it is not. Oh! oh you because, my friends... going. These two men that I've detailed never meet in person. Oh! Whoa! Twist. However, Eben sees a doctor who's been offered a nice kickback if he sells Dr. William J. A. Bailey's product, (gasps) which FYI still happens in the U.S. Sidebar, there are pharmaceutical reps that still go to doctors and give them incentives. And I thought that was normal till I moved here. Wow. But anyway, 
Um, this product's tagline, Bailey's. <laughs> this pro, thank you. This product's tagline was perpetual sunshine. And its wow. claims included curing a wide range of pains, illnesses, and instilling a feeling of energy and vitality into the patient. And it was also said it's to increase. It's cocaine, isn't it? It was also said to increase libido and sexual performance. Bit of a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what was in this product? What was the active ingredient in this magical remedy? I've already done cocaine. my case. I've heard cocaine. Cocoa you leaves. also mentioned lead. Ooh. Lead and cocaine. You're just so on the right track with both of those, really. Was I, it, it's an active ingredient that makes you feel pepped up. Was it just a really good sandwich? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to I wanna fuck after a really good sandwich. I've seen Dr. Salami and I feel amazing. <laughs> Maybe um, um, steroids. Oh. Or, um, they didn't have steroids then. They came back in the they, they're sort of 50s, 60s of steroids. And there's okay. a lot of cocaine, isn't there? Okay. And lead. I retract steroids. And, st- and <laughs> cocaine was still in Coca-Cola at that point. Okay. Because they didn't realise how poisonous yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, I found out later in life that, like, I guess it was my great-grandmother? Or could it have been my grandmother? She had to have her afternoon Coca-Cola. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, the answer was radium. Oh, oh that's hell. not good for you. This case <laughs> How does that make you feel pepped up? This case is one of the best known examples of radioactive quackery. <gasps> Jesus. Wow. I know we've had a lot of great band names, but <laughs> that's up there. William J. Bailey was manufacturing and selling a range of radioactive products to the public. Here comes the science. Radioactive decay was discovered in 1896 by Pierre and Marie Curie. It is the process by which an unstable atomic nucleus loses energy by radiation. I can keep rattling off science details if you want, but in layperson terms, (laughs) it's some shit that shoots out crazy shit and makes it glowy. Most importantly, it kills the DNA in a cell and makes it die. Was it legal to sell radioactive products? They probably hadn't had to ban it by then. They so, didn't know. It wasn't banned yet. Yeah, so they go- didn't know. It's not illegal yet. It's not illegal yet. What um, do you think Marie Curie died of, everybody? Was it r- cancer? Yeah, no, it was radiation poisoning that she died from radiation. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, she was like the first one. She was like patient zero. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It was still not really understood. So I nerded out on this a little bit because I was like, so the big body in the U.S. that controls all the drugs and all the food is the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. I was like, I guess it wasn't there yet. But it turns out it was actually established in 1906, which weirdly I found out is the same year that Eben, our socialite, won the U.S. Amateur Golf Tournament. (laughs) Okay. Just for a bit of color. Um, (laughs) Does the FDA approve this radium? Well, it hasn't it wasn't, disapproved it. It hasn't disapproved oh, it yet. But they start approving stuff in 1906, or they just start existing in 1906? There were things that started to be regulated by 1906, and some oh, of it was okay. that cocaine by this point was starting. People were going, oh, we think this is a little bit bad, and heroin's not looking great either. Yeah, laudanum, right. not great. Not <laughs> no. Great. Don't give it to your kids. Yeah. Um, it's so good for getting them to sleep, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me Don't hear tell anyone I ever said that. 
this is why I love your book. <laughs> Chapter five, laudanum. <laughs> um. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, under its initial laws, tons of stuff was still permissible, including radium, but also useless cures for diabetes and tuberculosis. And there was a mascara called Lash Lure which caused blindness. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff kicking around. Yeah, but you still look pretty, so. Harold, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> how do I look? Amazing. Because I have no way of telling. <laughs> I'm going to go golfing. No. <laughs> so people were making radioactive products, not just Bailey, and they sold them to people with big, big promises. And to a degree... Some of the effects were real at first, because when you're first exposed to radiation, you can have a slight feeling of energy or euphoria, really? which I, I mean, it does kill cancer cells. Mm. I mean, other yeah. cells as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to be quite good with this stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it's marketed as an energizing remedy. And um, yeah, so that can occur when you first ingest it. Um Sorry, just a fun fact, because how could I not tell you this? Radioactive suppositories was were sold as an aphrodisiac. I bet they wow. were. They were. I actually wouldn't mind trying one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they were pretty effective. But you have to wonder, like, was it the radium or just like people that hadn't done butt stuff yet? They're like, yes, I like this. You might have a point. <laughs> It wasn't just the USA enjoying radiation. Other products sold across the world included radioactive toothpaste, wow. which promised whiter teeth. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like they glowed in the Um Condoms. <gasps> oh, oh god. Bath water, which seems really tame after that. And this one, they sold a radioactive plate. Uh, which was sold in Japan, which was to be put inside a pack of cigarettes to reduce the tar and nicotine. It was to make your cigarettes healthier. Wow. Yeah. A lot of ways to die back then. Ooh. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Bailey's product was called Radathor. Oh, man. Say that again slowly. Radathor. R A D I T H O R. I thought he's really doubling down on the superheroes. <laughs> There's a lot of superheroes hidden in this episode. <gasps> That's cool, though. That name, Raider. That's kind of... We can see why people went for it. Yeah, now, and I know what it does now, and I'd probably still take it. It's kind of cool. Raider came in small bottles, but it was highly radioactive, so it was basically distilled water and radium. In fact, Bailey offered a whopping $1,000 to anyone who could prove that the radium levels were lower than promised. <gasps> Did anyone ever take him up on this? No. No, no, he 
was good on that promise. Back to Eben Byers. So it's mostly wealthy families who get got on board the radiation craze um, because it was expensive. Um, and Eben enjoyed the effects of radiothor so much that he began drinking upwards of three bottles a day. Wow. Oh. I know. So I wanted to ask, how much was one bottle of Radithor? Now, before you go like way over crazy, just for comparison's sake, at the time, a newspaper cost two cents, a loaf of bread cost nine cents, and an electric toaster cost a dollar fifty. How much was one little bottle of Radithor? Nine dollars fifty. Nine fifty. Mm. Uh, but how much are you supposed to take? Because he was taking three bottles a day. But how much were you supposed to take? That's such a great question, and I have no idea. because ah, it feels what like he a, had told doctors a, like as much as they want. Like I have no idea. Yeah, because if a bottle mm. like lasts mm. you a month, then that's like you know. No, it was genuine. I think it was genuine. Like a, a shot. It's like when you go into Pret and like they a, have that like turmeric shot drink for two fifty. <laughs> it's. Yeah, that. what's that doing to us? We'll find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, turmeric suppositories. You guys are using those, right? I think... Wait. <laughs> um, I think maybe... I'm going to go $20. I'm going to go even bigger. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's a that's a, like, a year's salary for some people. It's a lot of money, isn't it? When you think yeah. about it. I knew I shouldn't have asked this question. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, be like $100. $100. It's, it's not that much. It was a dollar a bottle. Oh. Which now seems really reasonable. But that was expensive yeah. at the time for ongoing treatment. Well, he was drinking like two toasters a day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is healthier. a toaster? It's about... Is it like, 50? Yeah, but now a toaster is what? Oh. It's like, what, 23 pounds, 50? Or if you get a dual it, 110 pounds because you're a twat. <laughs> what kind of toaster is that? It's no, a you can, Yeah, you can get it's really good stuff. Pretty. fancy, they're colored. They don't do any better. They don't. Just get your basic Argus toaster. That's about 11 quid and it's brilliant yeah. and it'll last you 30 yeah. years. Yeah, cheap okay. toasters have stayed cheap, I would say. In today's terms, I think it would be about like $20 I feel like I looked into this and didn't write it down it's like $20 a bottle so it's expensive what's that in English oh like 15 uh, quid 15 pounds yeah, that's expensive pound that's yeah. expensive yeah. Anyway. yeah three a day as well I, I was mean, paying like seven that's like that's me. like one and a half bottles of Chardonnay no one can <laughs> And that will also solve all your ills. So. <laughs> it will Do you feel kill like you. <laughs> it will kill you. So how long does Byers live after starting the Radithor? Eight months. Eight months? Ooh, I think maybe eight... Oh, no, well, actually, you said 1930, so I'm, I think two years, because I think you said this was 1928, or I might have made oh, that up. Oh, right. So I'm going two years. Look at you, Miss Pay Attention. I'm going to go two weeks. Two weeks. Um, it was four years. Wow. Oh. Who gets the prize for that, actually? Who was nearest? You oh. were. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, no, I was no, two sorry, years. Was, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get the prize for the best face before you answer a question, though. And again, to the listeners, I just have to describe it. Like, it's this very purposeful lean into the mic, and then there's a pause, and she's like, nine months. I love Eight. it. Eight months. Eight months. Oh, yeah. So precise. <laughs> Look at me, not listener. Okay. Um, when you digest radium, it basically lives in your bone marrow, and it's shooting out alpha particles for the rest of its life. Oh, it makes produced- me feel really poorly when you say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and its life 
is about 1,600 years. Jesus. Whoa. So that's how long it's Can lasting. we put this guy in a lead-lined coffin, please? He literally was buried in one, wow. Philippa. Thank oh, God. stuff around him. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Um, and we know that Eben used Radithor for at least a year. Um, wow. So towards the end of his life, he was extremely ill. Um, his facial bones, especially in tissue, had oh, deteriorated yay. so much. I bet it didn't have any cancer. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is a plus to this story. <laughs> his jaw fell off. Oh, oh, oh that's not pretty. Oh, that's so not gruesome. Pretty did they so know gruesome. why? How was did he really shocked by something? Why? Oh, my come God. On. Come on, Taylor. Oh, you want to think that film. they were making the connection. There were holes in his skull. Jesus. I know. Oh, How old was he? Died. How old was he? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Okay, he was born in. He's in his, he's in his thirties. Oh, I can't think of the exact. Still 36. a sexy young man. Still, still a ladies' man. Still without cap- the jaw. Uh. Still capable of anything but French kissing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he finally died in 1932. Do you think we're t- taking the piss out of blokes a bit? I think I am. We've never done that on this podcast. (laughs) It happens quite a lot. If we think we're being insensitive, here's a headline from the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) It said, the radium water worked fine until his jaw came off. Oh, God. Wow. That's a headline. I bet nobody took very much radium water after that, did they? Well... Should we all have just one shot now? Just one (laughs) shot. What can he do? One little shot. One little little $10. We're actually being sponsored this week by Radium Water. (laughs) 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 Yummy, yummy, yum, yum. (laughs) Pret radium and turmeric shot. (laughs) So Eben was indeed buried in a lead-lined coffin. So they knew that much. They knew that much. And when his remains were dug up, for science in the 1960s. And this podcast. <laughs> We've got him here. <laughs> His bones were still like flaming hot from the radio. No! Uh, yeah, it's just insane. Jesus stuff. Christ. It's insane. Wow. Question, what crime was William J.A. Bailey charged with? And he's the doctor. He's the doctor who has the manufactured horrors. Oh, I'm usually yeah. very quick with an answer, but now I'm pondering. Being a bit stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'd be in jail right now. (laughs) I've got it, I've got it. Practicing without a license. Mm. Ah, good. I think it could be something like tax evasion. That's what they get people on. You know, when people are doing bad things and you know they're doing bad things like Al Capone and then they get them on tax evasion. So maybe he's gone to... He had a parking ticket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... You know, maybe... I'm paranoid enough. (laughs) Too soon. I'm sorry. Zone E. He was Zone E. He was buried in Zone E. But he had a permit for Zone A. (laughs) Cheeky question. He was never charged. Oh, wow. Um, Although legally he should have been charged for practicing without a license because he was calling himself a doctor. But under the FDA laws, technically hadn't committed a crime. However, he was getting reports that Radithor patients weren't doing so well. Um, I mean, they were basically like that description of him. Like they were basically the Walking Dead. You just picture these people walking yeah, around that's with their jaws falling yeah. off. Yeah. These socialites, like my lips are missing, but this uh, makes me feel so good. God, yeah. wow. 
Wow. Yeah. It's great that no one sells stuff now to people. Disposable income. Oh, oh. They should make a Netflix series. <laughs> anyway, he closed up his business very quickly in New Jersey, just ahead of a cease and desist order, which oh. was issued by the government. Um, however, he continued to peddle various radioactive products outside of New Jersey um no I think he was still in New Jersey he just wasn't selling the radiothon anymore oh so he technically wasn't breaking the cease and desist right exactly so Uh. he just gave it another name and maybe weakened it a little bit more yeah now it's radithor (laughs) but you know did he take his own stuff ooh good question Mm. well we'll get to that um, he did take a little bit of it, yes. It's like but he's a, also you know, handling you know, it. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know oh yeah, he's handling it. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you know, mm. that bit in Erin Brockovich, when they make her, they go, hey, do you want to drink the water that you say is fine? And they don't drink the water because they know it's That's not fine. That's one of the best scenes in a film yeah. ever. <laughs> it really is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, part of why, you know, it's theorized like, no one caught up with him, even though this was going on, is that the war started, basically. So that kind of pushes a lot under the carpet. No, he's just, like, trotting along. He gets involved in the war. And, I mean, the war, of course, involves the atom bomb, which is, like, the kind of extreme event that finally makes everyone realize, like, radiation is really, really You can't pretend you don't know what it does when there's literally an atom bomb. Mm. Yeah, no, that's when people are like, oh, it's kind of poisonous, isn't it? It's insane. It's an insane. She says, coming to a realization. Or like, or even that could that could still be a selling point. Now you can drink a thousand suns exploding. Yeah. God, I want that stuff. Is that diet coke? I drink so much of that. So Bailey dies, a wealthy man, in 1949 of wow. bladder cancer. His remains were exhumed. He should have had more radiation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did it wrong. His remains were exhumed and found to be ravaged with radiation. Huh. Um, oh, so that's what gave him the cancer. He had too yes. much. Yeah. Yes. How so, old was he? Oh, gosh, 1949. I never thought of the ages. When did it say he was born? He was almost... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Radiation is great. (laughs) No, I I literally read this and I'm trying to remember. He was in his 40s, I think. Oh, man, that's not great. Yeah, he was not great. He might have been 54. I'll get back to you. This will be a fun thing on Twitter. Okay. (laughs) Although Byers wasn't charged, this was one of several cases which led to the FDA becoming a much more powerful organization. Um, Another case that pushed it um, and led to the banning of radium was... um, they were called the Radium Girls, and this is just oh, a God. sidebar, but yeah, they were women working in a factory, and I found out that they used to paint clocks to make them glow. Oh, oh luminous wow. clocks. Oh, we don't see so many of those. And then their hands oh. fell off. Much, and yeah, they're just, they're using the paintbrushes, and what they would do is they'd basically lick the paintbrushes oh before they dip it in. Oh. That's what you do. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So, That's mad. What year yeah. did they ban Radium? Oh, God. Oh, God, it's not banned. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be cut out. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, crucial information that I should have had. I'm just, because he's died in 49. Tell me about iron ore. It would just be be amazing if it took the FDA to, like, 82 to ban it or something. Well, here's, here's what's interesting. 
Unbelievably, there are still spas called radon spas that people frequent, and people expose themselves to radiation to help things like rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. But if you can take any positive out of this, it's because, as you've referenced, eventually we learned how to harness the power, not of radium, which is no longer used to treat cancer, but radiation therapy for cancer is very effective. It's targeted, and we've learned... How to use it. So I guess the best thing we can raise our glasses to is harnessing a very powerful element in a positive way. Yay! We've come to the point where we should solve one of our listener crimes. Oh, God. (laughs) This is from Julia in Germany. Hi, Julia. (laughs) Hi, Julia. We're live. Um, (laughs) Hi, drunk women. During the last two years I was living in a student dormitory at my university. I always used the drying room adjacent to the laundry room in the cellar to dry my clothes one Sunday morning. I went down to collect my dry laundry when I noticed that my drying rack was not as full anymore. Someone had stolen my pants, bra, and my socks. It's a little bit sexual, this problem, already. Mm. Mm. They didn't steal all my clothes. They left my, I love this, my outer clothes, my sports <laughs> bra, and my big granny panties. I got incredibly angry because they, the thief stole about 80% of my underwear. I put up a very aggressive poster giving the thief a deadline until he could return my hey, socks and hey, underwear. Hey, hey, she's made a little decision there. Oh. Oh. Until the following Wednesday, and I would not go to the police. During the following days, I saw multiple posts on our dorm Facebook group by women who said that they had also had their stuff. One was missing a bikini. Another was missing a whole package. She had been sent by her family in China, which was later found in a cleaning closet opened with only a packet of instant noodles left in it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, They didn't return the underwear and socks. So... Socks. He tells he he nicks socks as well. He's got a fetish. You know what socks are, don't you? No. Oh dear. Oh no. (laughs) What are they? The little little wank pocket. (laughs) Oh yes, yes. But I only know that from like movies. Does that really? But like also, this whoever's done this could have a foot fetish as well as an underwear fetish. Yeah, but socks, stockings. Yeah, but socks. No, Mm. it it takes all sorts. A sad thing. Anyway, she goes to the police. I Hello, love Germany. I bet they're imagine? really interested. <laughs> Can you imagine going to the police in London and being like, Somebody. "My pants have been naked." <laughs> also, it's multiple. You know, if you've got loads know. of. Um, is everybody? Yeah. Is everybody in this building are having yeah. their pants nicked? It's this quite guy's right. disgusting. I know it's quite and, right, and we know it's a guy. It's not mm. a woman making like having woman. an underwear yeah. business on e No, because I would it take isn't. the granny panties for myself. Also, yeah. like, what would a woman put in a sock? <laughs> my breasts <laughs> I did breastfeed for some time Mate, anyway I can see them from here they're not that bad oh I have amazing <laughs> no I have an amazing bras and if somebody steals these then we're all in trouble <laughs> see this well can I just say I know you've got to yeah. read the rest of it but it's like this is why it's good to speak out because other people were suffering anyway continue yeah, no, that, and they didn't speak out because mm. it, you know you're violated if your underwear's missing and when yeah. you're violated you feel ashamed so yeah. you don't speak out yeah. mm. exactly because it's sort of like, oh, this is so ucky that someone's nicked my knickers, you know? Yeah. Why should that be okay? It's not. Yeah. I'm just picturing the average cop 
listening to your yeah then i think it's ha 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 but you know she says the two policemen on duty were very confused and also angry (laughs) oh they were women yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but told me that i shouldn't have high hopes to get my stuff back now the two bits of info they were construction workers going in and out of the dorm so it could have been some construction workers who committed the crime but later i told a male friend who lives in my building he told me that a pair of his leggings went missing from the drying room a couple weeks earlier, which makes me suspect that it may still be someone living in my building. Oh, that's a cover. Was it someone from my building? I, or is that I'm cool? with you. Yeah. It's a fucking cover. That the guy, guy is the, the guilty guy. guy. That guy yeah. is the leggings guy. It's like a, oh. it's a Kaiser Soze. Wow. Nobody it. would lick the leggings. He's just saying yeah. that. It doesn't match yeah. the profile. These are yeah. his wank rags. <gasps> he did it. He's wanking into everybody's underwear <laughs> and then throwing it away. And he said, oh, my leggings went missing. No, they didn't. Yeah. Ronnie Panks didn't go missing. His leggings wouldn't yeah. go missing. Julia, drop that male friend. <laughs> He's the perpetrator. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow, that's the first time we've genuinely solved one. I think that was know. amazing. We, we, look, I, I hate to break it to people, but this is just conjecture wait what (laughs) this is professional advice i think that's a crime solved yeah julia julia don't leave your undies in the drawing room Mm. sorry that's the best advice we can give cheers cheers Cheers, everyone my thought reading the case was it can't be a student because a student would never leave instant noodles behind yeah i wouldn't but then i don't steal underpants so maybe there's no that was that was sort of like i'll throw them off the scent i'll make it make them think it's one of these chinese construction workers coming in you bastard It's you. It's you, leggings, man. And he's in, he was probably in the cleaning cupboard having a wank with the socks. And he's like, I'll leave the noodles to confuse everybody. Oh, I've seen it a thousand yeah, it's, times. It's like, it's like throwing the wool over their eyes is, is part of his, part of his yeah. thrill. Pretending he's a victim too. Oh, Philippa, I kind of hate that this is coming to an end because it's been a great, great episode. But I gotta miss you guys. <laughs> miss you too i just feel i found my people you're welcome to stay thanks i'm gonna come to every episode good it's very confusing because there's four of us talking and you know if if they can't get rid of me and they have other guests it's gonna be five you're never gonna know what's happening i feel like you could be our in-house therapist oh yeah i'm so therapist me Now, you know, I've been described as a world-renowned therapist. I know. I'm shocked too. <laughs> I think I introduced you as such. I didn't say world, but I said renowned. And yeah, I never yeah, say yeah, renowned. Yeah, yeah. yeah never. It's, now, look, it's bollocks. I done, look. I'm, it's bollocks. But I'll tell you no, why it's not. bollocks. It is bollocks. Okay. It's because I'm an ordinary psychotherapist <laughs> that finds psychotherapy very taxing because it's mm. really hard. Mm. So what I do instead is write about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So rather than world-renowned psychotherapist, mm. I'm actually cowardly psychotherapist <laughs> that, that goes to publishing houses rather than faces the real world. Can I tell you something in earnest? Yeah. And I've done very She's well. She's going to be earnest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I opened the door and I was like, <laughs> yours is the 
only, and I've read too many, yours is the only parenting book that I have read that made me feel better about myself as a parent rather than worse. Don't make me cry. <laughs> That's the shot. That's no. what I want to do because you are the best. And her book, by the way, sorry, is called The Bush I... The Bush. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> you! No. What is it about Freudian slips? <laughs> The book you wish your parents had read and your children would be glad that you did because you're human, your kids are human, and that's my main message. Don't treat your kids as though they're another species. Mm. I'm going to have to cough now. Yeah, do it. I can't believe I... Also, we all make mistakes. It's not the mistakes that matter, it's how we put them right. That's what my book's about. It's about relationships. Yes. And you've got to have the best relationship you can. Like I have with these beautiful women. (laughs) Like, do you know what I always say is a mantra? Is the rupture and repair... A mantra or a mantra? (laughs) Mantra. The the rupture and repair thing. Like, I just accidentally called your book The Bush, and now I want to repair it. I like that. It's quite sexy. (laughs) A note to publisher. Paperback, The Bush, you wish wish your parents had hid you under. (laughs) I never found you because you're crap. Is there, is there anything else that you would like to uh, tell us about that you've got going on? Um, please read my book, the book you wish your parents had read and your children be glad that you did because it's all there in the title. I mean, you really do wish your parents had read this because if they'd read it, you wouldn't be as fucked up as you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our guest. It's been a real pleasure. Uh-huh. We've been Drunk Women Solving Crime. This is great. Everybody, everybody should come here. It's fun. If you ever get asked to do this podcast, for fuck's sake, take it up. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.